Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now, on to this week's episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up? It's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here as well as Dahlia. What's up, listeners? We got lots of things to talk about this week, so... We do. Let's get into it. First off, how was your week? How was your week, Dahlia? Oh, my week was awesome, you know, living my best life. Yeah, anything exciting? We just got back from a local flea market. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah, very cool. Very cool to see everyone coming down and to support the local developments that are going on in our downtown town it's it's awesome yep it's it's pretty cool it's uh it's progress kind right? of making pro- progress yeah so it's kind of cool um so let's get to it though rock news weekly uh for this week november 14th coming up here on monday uh season four episode 43 so the topics this week were some interesting ones the question i ask you dolly is why is a thrash metal drummer suing elon musk for $56 billion. Oh, my God. No clue. Really? No clue. We'll because, delve into because, it. Because he can. Because he can. Because he this can. This is America. This is America. Folks um, sue folks for no reason at all. We're also going to talk about Sick New World Festival announcing its inaugural lineup for Las Vegas in 2023. We got tickets for that. We're going to be going. Um, so we'll Yes, we got tickets. Chris stood in the uh, the the electronic line for <laughs> God knows how. Yeah, long we'll go on over Friday. all that stuff yeah. uh, coming up about that. Some major tours were also announced for Jerry Cantrell and Paramore. Uh, Iggy Pop giving an update on his new album with a title and a release date. So we have an update there. And this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, all that good stuff. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. That's where you guys can find the link to support us. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. Watch us when we go live. Chat with us and more every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, it's all the same, at rocknewsweekly. We're on all kinds of platforms. So the big news this week, big new festival. It's called Sick New World. And uh, here's the lineup. In Vegas, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Saturday, May 13th, 2023, Las Vegas Festival Grounds. This is a one-day festival here. So check out this lineup. A little ambitious, I will say. Yeah, so... We'll see how it's going to play out. Las Las Vegas doesn't have a really good track record with some of these uh, events. And we just heard about another one. What was the, um, the one our friend Craig went to? Oh, God, it was in L.A. Oh, no, or, was yeah. it in L.A. or yeah. Long Beach? Um, well, same area. Santa Barbara, but... L.A., that type of deal. And it was a, a single-day festival like this, and his major problem that he ran into was that there was so many conflicting uh, set times that since it's all one day, they cram all these bands on there on, like, three, four, five stages, Make you run around like a madman and try and uh, you know pick and choose your battles on who you want to see. So we're not sure how it's all going to play out with this, and it's definitely going to be a big part of if this festival is successful or not, right? Yeah. Um, and we're already planning on there being no relief because we looked at the festival grounds. Like one thing you want to look at, as far as like heat and stuff, you got yeah, more no sh- no shade. Yeah. Well, it's Vegas. Vegas is always hot, especially in the summer months. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, there's no shade anywhere. Part of the VIP experience, which we don't have yet, we'll see. 
but as of right now, we don't have Probably VIP experience. But on like the on like one of the amenities for a VIP is shade. Okay, so the rest of us are just like fucked. Yeah, we're out. <laughs> no shade like for cattle. anyone else. Yeah, we're out there like it's cattle, a man. shade and free water. I'm like, okay, so there's we're going to be paying ten dollars for water, and we're no, going to have no there's shade. There's free water for everybody. Free water's for everyone. So yeah. they're not going to just give free water for VIP. Let's not. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but put that info out there. You know, just I'm I'm expecting, I'm I'm expecting the worst, hoping for the best. Right. I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, but I think my... What bands are you interested in seeing? Um, bands interested there? in... Well, the Melvins. They go on early. I've already... Chris and I talked about this in the car earlier. I've already seen Lacuna Coil. They opened up for Danzig like 12 years ago when I saw Danzig at the Rainbow Ballroom in Fresno. So, and not super interested. But I've never seen Hoobastink before. I was always a fan of them in the 90s. Um, I haven't seen Incubus before. Interested in seeing them. Mr. Bungle... Uh, definitely want to see System of a Down again. They put on an awesome show yep. at Aftershock when we saw them year before last. So definitely going to check them out. Uh, let's see who else is on that. I said a bunch of. Oh, I definitely want to see uh, Stabbing Westward. Haven't seen them before. And you know she wants revenge. Like there was, this, <laughs> I was into them for like a hot second. So I, I want to check them out live. Yeah, as well. Cool. So, uh, some of the ones I'm looking forward to um, that new group Turnstile. Been uh, heard, hearing really good things about them. I've been digging the tracks. I've been playing on the bear. Um, the Sisters of Mercy. Um, those, that's kind of a rare one from the UK. Ministry, Skinny Puppy, Cold Chamber, Killing Joke, KMFDM. Um, oh yeah, Alien and Farms on there too. That Alien might be Ant interesting. Farm, sure. Cradle of Filth. Um, oh, Cradle of Filth would be Ice-T with Body Count. That's going to be a good Oh, one. that would be a good one, too. So there's there's a Soul Fly. That's Max Cavalera from um, Sepultura. Soul Fly. That's a group he's got. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a cool line of it. It's all over the place. It's uh, got a good blend of mainstream and underground and yeah. uh, some kind of rare ones. So we went ahead with it, and we're, we're going to be there. Yeah, so. we'll see how this thing evolves as we get closer. What are we, about six, seven months out? Yeah, it's not until May, May 13th, so we got about six months to go. Yeah, we'll uh, probably maybe do our podcast from Vegas, from our room. We'll see if we can figure that out, even if it's just like a little check-in, like, hey, this is us in Vegas. So, yeah, hopefully. anyway, put it on, yeah, save the date, May 13th. <laughs> six months away from now. Yep. Hey, you never know. Um, all right, some more tour dates were announced for Paramore, uh, 26 cities going to be uh kicking off with block party foals oh Genesis, i love block o- party Owusu, the linda lindas bunch of cool opening bands there um we're going to get a couple dates in california looks like san francisco at the chase center july 22nd uh la at the kia forum on july 19th also in san diego july 16th if you guys are interested in that paramore.net uh looks to be a cool tour mm-hmm. jerry cantrell from allison chains Going to be kicking it off in Ventura, California at the Majestic, which is a really beautiful uh, venue, February 21st. I've never been there. San Francisco, the Midway on the 22nd. Uh, Riverside in California as well on the 24th. Those are the California dates, but he's all over the place, all over the country. Uh, So check it out with uh, Jerry Cantrell on tour, the Brighton Tour 2023. Wow. Very cool. Cool. All right. (laughs) Here's one of the major stories (laughs) this week. And it was definitely a headliner that uh, got a lot of people's attention. But they kind of t- 
twisted this a little bit. Why is a thrash metal drummer suing Elon Musk for $56 billion? Oh, he didn't get a blue check mark next to his name on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, right? Yeah, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Seems to be... Uh, that's a kind of a big deal these days, right? Him charging now for that. It's like the who's service. who, right? Well, so he got sued for $56 billion by one of Tesla's investors with the case heading to court next week. The plaintiff in the case also happens to have a thrash metal background once playing in an early 2000s band. Richard uh, Tornetta, who once manned the drum kit for Dawn of Correction, has brought the lawsuit against Musk on behalf of Tesla Company as part of a shareholder derivative lawsuit. According to Reuters, if successful, the suit would rescind a 2018 pay package of stock grants to Musk. Tornetta is actually one of the car company's smallest investors, initially only holding nine shares of the company when he originally brought forth the suit in 2018. The case is set to go to court next Monday. Uh, So it just goes to show that, hey, you know, if you're a shareholder, you can get some people to answer uh, for some stuff like that. And he was with this band. He was a drummer in a, this thrash metal group, Dawn of Correction. And that, they had a couple albums in 2005 and 2006. Well, maybe they'll actually get some recognition now. That I know, they're, right? They're like, they're like, oh, this is a good segue That's into... That's perfect. Yeah. Now they're going to have a reunion tour oh my with the God. money to make off of the lawsuit. I know. How funny. They're going to settle. You think they'll settle? I don't know. Maybe if it's a legitimate thing. If it's legit, yeah. Uh, we'll see anyway. They'll lawyer up. Uh, uh, look at so- poor Josh Aww. Kiska. He's so sad. Uh, he had to postpone more shows uh, because of the ear injury. So it's just been getting worse for him. Uh, he's he- healing after he ruptured his eardrum. And he po- posted this new video message uh, to all the people in Hollywood, Florida, North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, and Jacksonville. And he's just saying how bummed out he is that he has to miss all these shows. But you got to get better, man. You can't put that at risk, right? Yeah, no. Um, so oh, my God. Iggy Pop, please. Look at Iggy. All right, let's move on to another story here. Iggy Pop, here's the new album artwork, which I thought was really cool. I just want to put lotion all over his body. <laughs> you know who <laughs> it needs moisture. Remember when uh, Tan Mom? Tan, God, tan, tan Mom. mom. Was a thing? He's totally tan momming it. Oh, God. He's still baller AF, but fuck, Iggy. He's always just, his thing is kind of not wearing a shirt, and you could tell that it. it Put the, some cocoa sun, butter on there, man. The, the sun has <laughs> uh, eaten that skin up, man. Well, he's always naked. He never has a shirt on. He's Iggy always Pop, like, dude. Yeah, Iggy You got to give it to him. He's, he's a badass. <laughs> I remember watching, like, the Anthony Bourdain episodes. And he would always like he. I, there was an episode where Iggy Pop was on one of his mm-hmm. shows. He was like, Iggy. He's like, Hey, Anthony. They were like, they're all homeboys from fucking the East Coast. I bet. Uh, he's one of the OGs, man. He's totally from Detroit. That, like that had no. Yeah, he's <laughs> from Detroit. So oh, a okay. little well, more that's central. That's not East. That's more yeah, like Midwestish. Chicago. Yeah, like Chicago. Um, anyway, Charlie so making his appearance again. <laughs> we learned finally last week we were talking about the new single that he released uh, for his new album, but now we knew uh, know the title. It's called Every Loser. That's the name of the album. Oh, okay. It's on we Gold Tooth Gold Tooth Records, and we have a release date. It's coming out uh, January sixth, which is not too far away. I wonder if there's going to be like a cool vinyl. I'm sure there will if be. So will you? Get, we got to like, look into one? it. Yeah, because it's on Atlantic and Gold Tooth Records. Um, and Iggy Pop said about it. I'm the guy with no shirt who rocks. Andrew and Goldtooth get that, and we made a record together the old-fashioned way. 
The players are guys I've known since they were kids, and the music will beat the S out of you. So the album will be released January 6th from Iggy Pop. So Cool. Uh, every loser. Can't, looking forward every to it. Every loser. Okay. And he's probably going to do a tour. So that'll be cool. Oh, that'd be cool. We saw him in San Jose once. I think we, we did. At the uh, C2SV Festival oh, yeah, in we 2013. Were, like, right there. Yeah, we got media we were, for like, that. stage left. It was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Okay, uh, for Volbeat, I'm sure. Are you a fan of Volbeat? Kinda. Oh, an, they're, uh, like, I really liked a couple. like a fun band. Like, kind they of a fun like band. like a fun band, but I've only liked like one song. I was like, oh, right. yeah, because it was the drums. I'm like, well, per- I'm a percussion person right. myself. So I'm like, ooh, those drums. I want to like pound on my floor. To- it's an excuse to pound on my floor, Tom, right? I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, Volbeat's Rob Caggiano recently explained why he left uh, Anthrax and joined Volbeat uh, because... He said that his role in the band had ran its course. He says, quote, I decided to leave Anthrax back then because I kind of felt like at that point I had just been in the band for a long time and I felt like my role in the band ran its course, so to speak. And I felt like I was hitting my head up a glass ceiling a long time and it felt like I needed a change. And then he went on to say why he chose Volbeat. He said it was organic. uh, And after producing their album first, he decided to join the band second. And he said that it's, uh, quote, a mixture of all the sounds I like. He says, quote, when I first heard Volbeat, I heard the Misfits, I heard Metallica, a little bit of the Ramones, there's some Slayer riff vibes, just a lot of different stuff. And it's all fun. It's a lot of fun. The music is fun. And I bet you, like, if I'm I'm just speculating, being in a band with Volbeat would be a lot more fun than being in a band with Scotty and... Because, it seems like they Scotty and it's like, no, this is what I want. Right. This is what you're going to do. Yep. And if you don't like it, get the fuck out. Yeah, because this is Anthrax. Because this is Anthrax. We already have a brand. Yeah. But Volbeats are like, yeah, come on. Give us some of your creative right. it's more energy. Like a, yeah, open to anything. Yeah, more creative and more fun. So good for him. Um, oh, you got to see this video. Have you seen this new video, babe, that's going around with Paul McCartney and Rick Rubin? No. Okay, so we're going to play but... it for you guys. <laughs> So before we <laughs> before we get to it here, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you it's it's a an old series apparently uh, from last year and now it's starting to get some media attention after this video went uh, viral. So check it out. I'm gonna queue it up for you. Here it is. Uh, let me share my screen with you guys. A bit of music. Yeah. Where you go? Here's a little number. Rick Rubin could easily pass for a hobo. <laughs> Shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. So, yeah, it's obviously That not, was hilarious. <laughs> not the music that was originally on the clip. No. But it's done in a pretty cleverly edited way. Um, but yeah, so it's part of the 2021 series they did. It's called McCartney 321. It's on Hulu. And so now it's getting some recognition. Oh, it came out it. last year. So if you guys are interested in that, check it out. Uh, it's a pretty cool series, but it is from last year. So, All right. Um, okay. What do you think about this? M. Shadows from Event Sevenfold. Okay. He says musicians selling multiple different pressings and versions of their albums to pad chart numbers are committing, quote, fan abuse. He says, selling multiple versions, repackages, and bundles of your album to the same fans so you can get a chart position that no one cares about and is manipulated should be called out for what it is, fan abuse. 
Do you think just before I explain what he goes into further, right off of that, what's, what's your opinion on the statement? I don't know, like how I feel about it. Like, do you feel abused as a fan when somebody does that? Like one of your favorite, say it's one of your favorite bands. Say like Tiger Army comes out with their new album. They have ten different vinyl variants. And one of the vinyl variants that you want to get, you have to buy the bundle with the sweater and the skateboard deck for 150 bucks to be able to get what you want. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it fan abuse. I mean, it I is a little I, extreme. I, you know, I don't feel duped, and I'm going to go on a different path here, but there are artists trying to get in the charts just by hiring bots. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's uh, you another... You know, uh, they're hiring bots to just pump up their numbers. Yeah, so, that's definitely true. I don't even know where I was going with that. So if you're talking about being manipulated by an artist, well, I think what he's saying. about that. I think he's... No, what he's saying is uh, uh, bands that have so much merch out there yeah, that they're I kind know. of oversaturating and making the fans feel like they need to buy these things or like having them locked away, like what I was saying maybe the vinyl version that you want but you have to buy the sweater as well and it pumps it up to a hundred dollar purchase oh if it were tiger i mean i'd buy it (laughs) (laughs) i'd be like okay thank you for like giving me the extras he says and please don't have only 10 he (laughs) said i know i know right that's what i hate is the limited amount yes just have his you know you know make it more accessible for everyone and not so limited agree we won't have a higher markup and, uh, you know, uh, a problem there. Anyway, he says, quote, I'll expand. Many options are fine. It's when it becomes buy the vinyl for the ticket discounts, buy the CD version one for an extra track, buy the first week eight track for an exclusive T-shirt. It's all BS to make you buy the same S to pump up their numbers. There's eight tracks now? No. Well, I mean, you know, they have like cassettes. They have, yeah, maybe, um, I think Ghost sells eight tracks. They're like, here, you have you get the eight track with an eight track player, <laughs> but, but it it's going to be $500 and you get a sticker. And it's, it's it, what his point is, it's like it's a novelty it. thing, but it counts as an album set. Understood. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, I think it's it's all good. I think if fans want to buy it, let them buy it. Aussie. It's what bands got to do now to make money. Um, anyway, Aussie, okay, you remember? I'm the uh, Prince of Dolphness. Uh, you remember a little yeah. while ago, Ozzy said he wanted to leave the U.S. because of, like, gun violence and uh, all this stuff going on. I, I heard you talking to – Chris is on the air. I think Chris is the radio guy. So, like, I heard you on my lunch break talking about it during 90s at noon. All right, so this is the story I'll tell you guys. Back in September, Ozzy said that he was fed up with America and his family was heading back to England because of the string of mass shootings in the U.S., he said, everything's effing ridiculous there. I'm fed up with the people getting killed every day. God knows how many people have been shot in, uh, in school shootings. But it seems like he's had a, a change of heart with a new interview with The Observer. He says, Here, here's the new quote. I'm getting a bit of flack from people. To be honest with you, if I had my way, I'd stay in America. I'm American now. Osborne gave a bit of context for the decision, saying that wife Sharon Osborne getting fired from the talk was one of the reasons the couple no longer wanted to live in the States. So when she got fired, she's like, I want to leave it. Screw Hollywood. And then as previously reported, Sharon defended her friend, TV personality Piers Morgan at the time, who made disparaging comments about Meghan Markle. And so she got swept in all that and she got fired from the talk because of it. And he explained, quote, when my wife got, this is Ozzy saying this, when my wife got called a racist on the talk, she is absolutely not a racist. Her friend is Piers Morgan. She didn't say I agree with him. 
She just said, respectively, his ability to have freedom of speech. That's all she said, and she got a lot of flack from that, so we actually had to have effing armed guards and all that, end quote. That's Ozzy. Really? Yeah. I guess people were, like, kind of threatening, maybe, you know, and being, you know, screw you, Sharon, you know, have to get the security beefed up. Uh, so anyway, so I guess he wants to stay. Uh, and it sounds like it was mainly Sharon's deal, the reason why they wanted to leave in the first place, so no surprise there. Uh, sad news. Well, he supports his wife. Yes. Through yeah. thick and he's, thin. He's, right? Well, he cheated on her, though, with his hairdresser. And there's, like, multiple infidelities that Ozzy's had, so. But he's sticking yeah, with her now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He's getting it he's right, He's trying to finally. make amends. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't fuck <laughs> up anymore. No, right. <laughs> there was some sad news, but he was uh, pretty old here. Uh, Nazareth Dan McCafferty passed away at the age of 76 on November 8th last week. So ah. he co-founded Nazareth back in 1968. Dan. Yeah, and he had COPD though, so it sounds like he was a smoker. Yeah. Retired in 2013, um, and also we had a uh, Gallagher. Oh, Gallagher, it was he the watermelon smasher guy. Yeah, Mr. Watermelon Smasher. Like, dude. why was that a thing though? I don't know. That was why a thing was in the smashing 80s watermelons a thing? That was a thing in the 70s and 80s. I don't know, like. The shock thing. I don't know. Shock value, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it was a thing. You guys remember Gallagher? He was a good dude. I need. A, I want a sticker of He's Gallagher. Funny. Will you find me one? He smashed stuff on stage, all kinds of stuff. Anyway. Anyway. All right, we got some rock birthdays to get to, so let's get to it. Some rock birthdays. Well, first, let's do an ad. Uh, we haven't done an ad yet, uh, so let's do... Mm. Let's do... Ball Jack Country. Let's do that. Here we go. And now a message from one of our sponsors. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears, Know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing (laughs) thirst with his Ball Jack. Woo! Ball Jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> Some good old ball jack, you know, on that dusty trail. You know, it yeah. really hits the spot. Yeah, yeah. You have the, you have a good uh, <clears throat> hillbilly. That was me. What are you talking about? That was ah. just some random hillbilly mm-hmm. guy. What are you talking about? Yeah, not Chris at all. <laughs> um, all right, it's time for some rock birthdays. So let's do it. Birthday. <laughs> All right, time for some rock birthdays. So let's get to it, Dahlia. Take it away. Here oh, we got the man. first one. Tommy Thayer, lead guitarist of Kiss, wears Ace Freely's makeup he's and a, costume. He's an imposter. He's an imposter. He's a poser. Turned sixty-two today. All right, Roy Wood, multi-instrumentalist, co-founder of both the Move and the Electric Light Orchestra. Orchestra turned 76, but that's disputed. Like, what? 
what's up with that? There's some ones on these that we always make fun of that's like it's disputed for some reason. Like he doesn't reveal his exact year he was born, exact day of birth. I'm, we're, we're not sure, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. I don't know why they say disputed. Hmm. He also seems huh. to be uh, staring into your soul. He really is. He's like, uh, oh, God, don't look into his eyes. I, I think it. we, it's too late, babe. Ah, it's too late. We need, like, a little warp thing where we, like, go. Where is this guy? Again. He looks like he's in a doctor's office or something <laughs> getting an eye exam. What? There's a little placard with, like, right. what is that? A Who key? do we got here, babe? I am the gatekeeper, it says on oh, the back. That's kind of creepy. Anyway, Alan Gratzer, former drummer of REO Speedwagon, turns 74. 74 in his uh, office And he looks 74. Oh. He does look 74. Okay. Oh, this cool dude. Joe cool Bouchard. Yeah, beautiful bass. Man. Original basis of Blue Oyster Cult turned 74. That bass is baller AF. Yeah, that's badass. Look at the t- the tuning knobs. <coughs> I think it might be an Alembic. There's a bass company called Alembic that Phil Phil Lesh from Grateful Dead uses, and they're very similar to that. And that's Les Claypool's got some pretty awesome. Beautiful, right? I love it. All right. Uh, Another bass player. Okay, Mario Cipollini, former bassist of Huey Lewis in the News. 68. I think it's... Disputed. Chris... uh, Cipollina, Cipollina, or maybe Cipollina, I don't know. Again, we need to work on the enunciation pieces. (laughs) Who knows? Help a sister out, bro. No, I don't know. I'm not going to do that much work. (laughs) It's funnier when we mispronounce it. Uh, Everyone knows this guy. Neil Young, composer, singer, guitarist, member of Buffalo Springfield... And Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young turned 77. I have a cool, quick story about Neil okay. Young that I got to supposedly play a guitar that may have been one of his practice guitars. Yeah, You do? We do? Well, no, no, I'll no. say this, we. This was when I was in uh, college in Toronto. Okay. There was somebody, because he is from Canada, there was somebody, one of my roommates in Toronto, this older dude, um, he took me to his storage unit where he had all these cool things, instruments and stuff. And one of them was this beat-up old acoustic guitar, and he told me that it was Neil Young's, uh, one of his first guitars that he had. Uh, and it was all beat to crap, and supposedly he got it somehow from a family friend. And it was a hand-me-down from uh, Neil Young, and I got to play on it. And it sounded fantastic. It looked like beat to shit, like you'd just been beaten, beaten all up. But, man, it sounded amazing still. Wow. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know if it was true, but uh, I like to think it was. Uh, Neil Young, though, he's baller. He does a lot of good things for, like, autism awareness and all yeah he's that. a really good guy and uh he does he looks out for the environment and for yep. uh people in general so mad respect neil happy right. birthday bro another good bass player all right rudy sarza bass player of ozzy osbourne <laughs> quiet riot white snake blue acer colt turned 72 this week we'll get it bro look at him slapping too you could tell he's doing the slap yeah there which with he's thumb. got his thumb yep. Yep. slapping the bass help me out chris dreha Chris Dreha, guitarist, the Yardbirds, seventy-seven, disputed. He it might be. Disputed, he might be a hundred and seven. Could be hundred and seventy-seven. Could be seventy-seven. We don't know. Messing up my mic here. Vince Martell, guitarist of Vanilla Fudge, turns seventy-seven this week. Happy birthday, Vince! Happy birthday, Vince! Jesse Colin Young, singer-guitarist, the Young Bloods, turns. 81 this week. 81. That's my Oprah voice. Look at this cool nope. dude. 
<sighs> okay, yep, help me out with that, Jim. Nope, you go Peterick, and give it a shot. Uh, of the Ides of March. Jim Peterick. Peterick, okay. Uh, Ides of March, you know the song, Vehicle, and Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, turned 72 this week. Describe what he looks like for our audio listeners. Uh, Barry Farrell in like 50 years. <laughs> Perry Farrell in 50 years. I don't know. I think that's probably Perry Farrell now in a lot of ways. <laughs> Perry Farrell now. He's wearing... Except he's, for he's to, not 72. He's head to toe in red leather. He's got red leather boots, pants, jacket, and he's got this flame guitar with that's literally shaped like flames. Yeah. And he has little pink <laughs> sunglasses with purple on the front of his hair, and he's got this big black kind of quaffed hair. Quaffed. <laughs> Can we use that word more? Yeah. Waft. He is cool, man. Look at that. Look at those snakeskin Dang, boots. Dude. You totally should have got those snakeskin boots today. <laughs> With those cut <laughs> off shorts. So. Little Poly Shore action. All right. So, oh, yeah. Vehicle, I think that's baby. it for the birthdays. All right. So, we got some trivia. So, let's get to it. We got to do the uh, trivia transition here into this week in rock and roll history trivia so let's get to it this All right. week in rock and roll history trivia this week in rock and roll history trivia let's get to it alright Dahlia this week in rock and roll history trivia check it out in 1973 CBGB's opened for the very first time on the Bowery in New York City. Within two years, it becomes the center of the city's punk and new wave scene, launching the careers of Blondie, Ramones, Television, and others. But who was the very first band to play and open CBGB's when it uh, was the opening band uh, in 1973? Was it A, Blondie, B, Ramones, C, Television, or was it D, David Cocaine Crosby and the Gutter Punk Peruvian Flakes? They were a little-known punk band oh that came up God. on the other uh, Upper East Side when David Crosby was kind of down and out in his gutter punk days. That's hilarious. You know. I don't know. It's just tough because I know the Ramones. Uh, you know, Ramones, 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 CBD, CBGB, Ramones, Ramones. But I just want to say television. Mm. I like feel like Richard Hell was there. I feel like I read an article about him, but I don't know. They what were year. all so. I mean, to they be all fair, were there. They, they were all there, they, but yeah. I don't know what year they were there. They, well, I looked it up to make sure they all played in 1973. They all they were were 74, 73, 74, right around that time. Like some of the first artists. I feel like Ramones is an easy answer, so I'm going with television because I feel like I, I read an article. Richard Hell had okay. a, like a new album came out like way later, but I feel like when Richard Hell and the Voidites came out. Oh wait, no, I might. Oh, I'm, television. Could have been Richard. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Could have been. So that's going your with guess? television. Going with television, not David Cocaine Crosby and the Gutter Punk nope. Peruvian Flakes. Mm-mm. Well, I think you're right. Here's a picture of television. There they are, the very first band to open CBGB's in New York. I got one right. Here's a picture, I believe, from that era, or at least uh, right around that time where they played. Uh, Pretty cool. 1973. Very cool photo. Uh, Yeah, television back then. uh, It was a pretty cool scene uh, in New York, CBGB's, Blondie Ramones television. But television supposedly were the first. 
So check them out with their Dan Electros and the little Telecaster. Yeah. Uh, PV amp setup. Awesome. Good stuff. So, all right. It's time for this week's new rock and metal albums in less than 30 oh seconds, my God. babe. You have less than 30 seconds. Ah! November 11th, these all came out. Go pick them up if you're a fan. Dolly, go. Kick it off. Uh, Boom. About 30 us. seconds. About us. Black Dahlia Murder, Extravaganza, Bone Carver, Borders, Casket Robbery, Chelsea Grin, Constellatia, Dream, Drug, Enough is Enough, Epica, Guns N' Roses, He is Legend, Camphor, Catatonia, Kingsman, Last in Line, Leatherwolf, Locrian, LS Dunes, Mammoth, WVH, Mantric Moment, MMX, Monster Magnet, Monroe's. Okay. You said Monster Magnet, Monroe's Theater, Necrophobic, Onslaught, Palace, Power Wolf, Ring of Fire, War King, Zeke Sky. There you go. Yeah. All new albums out. Can I get 40 seconds next time? No. There's seconds. You made me go into like auctioneer mode. It's new. People don't have time. They don't have time. They don't have time. 30 seconds. Let's go. That's all you get. That's all you get. (laughs) All right. So we're on to the next thing. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. Uh, but news from around the world, a couple of stories, and we're going to finish it up here. This was kind of cool. Check out this cool picture. This is the Challenger shuttle that they found at the bottom of the ocean. A team of divers working on a TV documentary found a huge chunk of the domed space. Uh, doomed. Oh, doomed. But it, I think it was on the front of it. Uh, the shuttle Challenger off the coast of Florida. Wow. NASA confirmed his, the discovery this week, said it was considering what action should be appropriate because it's, like, pretty iconic. They're probably going to put it in a museum or something. The Challenger exploded after launch on January 28, 1986, killing all seven crew members. Including that teacher. Yeah, it was pretty... Yeah. It was a big deal. So they're actually doing this documentary on the History Channel, so... I'm excited to see, you know, what they find about it. Yeah. It seems like they're already discovering a lot of really cool stuff. So that was super tragic, right? Yeah. Well, we weren't old enough to. That was like three years old. But we saw it later. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway. Check out this lady. She rocks. 115 years old. She's the United States oldest lady. She's uh, documented, supposedly. She celebrated her 115th birthday. Bessie Hendricks. She looks better than a lot of people. I know. I know. Look at her. 40s. She had a party at Shady Oaks Care Center, where she lives in Lake City. It was attended by all three of her surviving children, including a daughter that turned 90 the previous day. She's like outliving <laughs> her whole family. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They, this gerontology research group who tracks this stuff says she is the fourth oldest person in the world. Wow. In the entire world. Isn't that cool? What is the secret? Girl? I know. They need to ask her. 
I remember they asked like some lady that one time, and she's like, "Oh, well, I have a shot of gin before I go to gym every day. Yeah, before I go to bed, and I eat a hard-boiled egg." She probably still smokes her cigarettes. And I don't like, know about that. You wish. Uh-uh. All right. Oh, really? Weekly WTF. Uh, this was a big deal. I iPhone kind of had this independent research thing uh, go through their iPhone. And Apple has this thing where they say, oh, we're not tracking you. Do you want to opt out for that? And you opt out and you think, okay, it's not going to be tracking, right? Well, this guy, uh, they're tech guys, Tommy Misk and Talal Hajbarki, they're app developers, security researchers. They looked at the data collected by a number of Apple iPhones, and they found that the analytics control and other privacy settings had no effect on Apple's data collection and that the tracking remained the same whether iPhone analytics were switched on and off. So it doesn't even matter. So, guys, just be aware of that. Uh, just know that we're being tracked everywhere. Doesn't matter, right? I don't mind, you know, like with like the whole Amazon thing, like they track what you order. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do like that. You figured out it's my style. Bad. It's not bad right now. The algorithm has gotten good. Maybe it will get worse, but eh, I don't think it's too bad I mean, bad we're right not now. doing anything illegal, so. Hey, stop licking toads. Oh, me? Yeah, because I lick we toads know, all day. We know that we know it's <laughs> you. The, the National Park <laughs> Service is on to you. Oh my God! The Sonoran Desert Toad is about seven inches long. It has a low pitch rivet and can get you high. The amphibian, which is typically uh, found in the American Southwest, secretes a powerful hallucinogenic toxin known as bufotenin. Bufotenin can produce a euphoric sensation and strong auditory hallucinations. So the National Park Service had to issue a warning on their Facebook page. Something must have happened. <laughs> he says, quote, As we say with most things you come across in the National Park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. Oh, my gosh. So people are out there uh, no, getting No, it's, like, it's probably on TikTok now. Like, they're getting challenged to the lick toad the toad. Challenge. Lick the toad challenge. Take a picture of you, like, <laughs> tripping in the forest and try not to get eaten by oh wildlife. I wouldn't doubt it. All right, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly, YouTube as well. We try and post everything up there for you guys. R.I.P. Gallagher. R.I.P. Gallagher. (laughs) R.I.P. Dan Nazareth, or excuse me, uh, Dan McCafferty from Nazareth. Uh, And thank you guys for tuning in, rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us when we go live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. And uh, thank you guys. However you're listening, give us a rating, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Say bye, babe. Bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Bye.